0: Welcome to a higher branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to our Higher Branch community. Today we have a very special podcast with a remarkable human being that I recently met and I will get into that in a minute, but I want to preface the podcast I recorded by telling you a little bit about what we discussed and it's basically around the concept of what I call emotional visualization or creative imagination. Nobody ever thinks of their five senses as superpowers, but all the science shows that it is our five senses that determines how we experience the world, how long we live and the quality of our living. Now science is discovering a sixth sense that can create everything we ever wanted out of life. Now, this is mind blowing and one that we'll be covering at Upgrade Your Life 2020. So this particular podcast is almost uh, a preface to the actual event uh, because Upgrade Your Life 2020 is about vision and it's about what are you creatively imagining for yourself in the future and does that matter Uh, so whether you believe in creation or evolution you have to accept that we are never given a faculty by accident our taste buds are there for the sense of taste and smell for avoiding toxic food eyes for seeing and finding food and water ears for hearing your child cry at night and as an alarm for predators and touch for intimacy and tactile creation right so every sense. Serves a purpose. So, why are humans the only living creatures on the planet to also have creative imagination? Why do we have the ability to envision goals and dreams and hold them as emotions? Creative imagination is really a faculty just like our five physical senses, but this sixth sense is by far the most powerful. For those uh, who know how to harness the power of imagination and visualize the best things in life, then this is a faculty you need to know how to use. And please, please don't waste it. So I called it emotional visualization because it's about tapping into your emotions. Visualization or creative imagination doesn't just live in the brain. doesn't just live in the mind. It lives in your body as a stored emotion. And emotions are important, to engage uh, or to build that special connection with the quantum field. You know, a beautiful thing happens when you fall in love with your future, when you see your future so clearly and how you want it, when you feel like your future has already happened, there is a synchronization between your energy and that potential in the quantum field. You start to draw experiences or um, synchronicities that help you manifest that visual because you are connected to that future energy. Now, what I'm proposing isn't anything radical here. Dr. Joe Dispenza recently wrote multiple books about this phenomenon, and his events are now attracting thousands of people. I remember when he started, it would take him months to sell out, you know, a hall of 100 or 150. But... His uh, message is so powerful and it's working. You get people who are transforming their lives, who are healing themselves from autoimmune disease, who are, you know, reversing um, plaque on their arteries through the teachings that Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, espouses. But today on the podcast um, we have Barry Nicolau, who pretty much parallels what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, and he's the best-selling author of the Eleven Master Secrets to Business Success and Personal Fulfillment. He's in fact featured in the December issue of the Oprah Magazine. And look, Barry is one of those people. As I said, you're going to hear more about in the future. He cares deeply for others, which is a beautiful quality. He's a genuine person that comes from the heart. And I really enjoyed this podcast with him. It was such a long podcast. It was in fact a conversation that flowed and he downloaded some amazing uh, content that I want to share with you. We covered so many areas, but today I want to present part of that conversation where we talk about five of the master secrets covered in his book. Now, the first secret is know that Murphy's Law visits everyone. Which is a beautiful principle to remember because when we are going through challenging times, we tend to think that we are alone and forget that many millions of people around the world could be going through the same experience. So he explains that and look, I'll let him put it in his own words. I hope you enjoy this podcast and a little bit more about Barry. So Barry told me a story as well recently and I want you to retell the story (laughs) to our uh, community a little later. And the story has been featured on Oprah's uh, magazine, just simply called O Magazine. uh, I think it's O Magazine, correct. Yes. Yeah. On that note, anyway, Mm -hmm. I I welcome you- uh, (laughs) Thank you, Sam. To our high branch studios, Barry. So- I wanna read something as a nice segue for you to take over, and it's this um, uh, Instagram post. Uh, And I love this. Uh, You said, pain travels through family lines until someone is ready to heal it in themselves. By going through the agony of healing, you no longer pass the poison chalice onto the generations to come. Correct. I love that. I love that because we all know genetics can be passed down,
1: but no one thinks of epigenetics the software, our software, right? Absolutely. Um, And and I guess the great thing is, is when I do my talks, uh, we talk about this very subject and we call it inherited thinking. And it's thinking the way your great grandparents, you know, started to think, and then that gets passed down to your grandparents, your parents, and yourself. And a lot of these thinking practices, Sam, are very healthy Like good values, good morals, work hard, be honest to people, um, strive for what you believe to be true in life. But what we don't recognize is a lot of the fear gets passed down from generation to generation. So that's what I kind of, um, I guess, want to segment. It's like having a plate of food and your parents say to you, Barry, you must eat all of this food. There's a steak, there's peas, there's potato and there's carrots. And you might say, well, mom, I'm a vegetarian of don't want the snake, but we've always eaten steak. Our family eats steak. We've been eating steak for generations. What's wrong with you, right? <laughs> Good analogy. Right, yeah. so you yeah. kind of go, well, I want to be the generation, and I believe this is the generation, to turn around and say, mum and dad, I love you so much, but I don't want the steak, and I need you to be okay that we're a family of steak eaters, and I'm the one. So I guess looking at the thinking that doesn't serve us but is built into our DNA... That requires a lot of internal work because life can bombard us on all levels and we can retreat to we're a steak family and that's what we do. Is eat, stay. So we're at a level, I believe, that if, if you are, uh, and what I like to call it in my talks is higher consciousness. Like if you're an individual with higher consciousness, meaning that you're an awakened soul, that really comes into business and in your personal life because yes. you'll be in a situation where you'll attract the type of people that help you understand that life is more than what we think and what we see and what we touch and feel. So I believe that there is, there's so much science now behind it. The only reason we don't look at the science, it's because it is almost inconvenient because it gets in the way of our mortgage paying, water bill paying, life, kids weekend, uh, what are we doing for Christmas? Are we going away? And that routine that takes us, right? So we don't have um, isolation time where we can go right now, what's healthy and what's not? And I think if there was an enemy of us reaching a higher consciousness of awareness, it would be the fact that we don't regulate our time where we can really get some perspective. So step outside ourselves and just look at ourselves and think, so what's healthy in my life and what's possibly not healthy that I can change? And then if you, now you are starting to think into power circles because you start to think, wow, I can actually affect change in my life. And if I'm, everyone says, Sam, they want to change the world. Have you heard it? I mean, you hear it from high school kids all up to 80, 90 year olds. I want to change the world. And you realize that you can't, but you can change yourself. And in that change of you, you change your immediate environment, your believers jump on board and your believers build other believers. And that's how you change the world. You don't change the world by saying, oh, I want to stand up and I want to change. Because you're changing mindsets and mindsets are ingrained generationally. So to say, no, it's got to stop today. So I believe that there are people out there that yourself, I put myself in that category as well, where, where beings of understanding that attraction-based thinking is very, very important. Um, and a lot of people go, well, that's hobbily Google, Barry, that doesn't make any sense. But if you look at the science, you will be like blown away that everything from your skin and bones all the way down to a molecular quantum physics level is energy. And um, influencing that energy is what brings beautiful scenarios into your life. And, you know, people ask me, I work hard, Barry, but I'm not getting ahead. Well, you know why? Because you've put the word hard after work. It's just work. It's not hard. I love that. Yeah. You you're making it hard by saying it's hard work and it's this is another in, inherited thinking quote. You gotta work hard and there's merit and there's value in that. And it's good. We all work hard, right? You work hard, I work hard. But as soon as we put the word hard after anything, we've set up a circumstance that will manifest. So we're thinking, so we're gonna have to work hard to get what we want. The next person just, well, I'm gonna work for it. And the lightness of that statement and then probably getting further along their path than the person who's toiling away going, it's got to be hard. It's my dad did it hard. My grandparents did it hard. My great grandparents, oh my God, it was a depression. They did it really hard. And all of a sudden the word hard keeps coming up. So I believe that if you can align thoughts into possibilities, possibilities then go on to probabilities and probabilities end up becoming reality. So all of a sudden, if you follow the train of thought, You end up thinking, have I been sabotaging myself all these years? Like, have I been, Mm. have I been, am I the block? And I look at everything else and I point the finger at my work and my wife or my husband, my kids. My boss isn't paying me enough. I don't get enough sunlight during the day. I work till eight o'clock at night because that's what's expected. And you're really great at pointing fingers at the problem. And there's an old saying, my dad being Greek, there's an old saying is when you point fingers... Is three fingers pointing back at you. <laughs> it's a really great saying because yep. you go, "That's the that's the person," and you point your finger. And there's always three fingers coming back. And it ends oh, up of being
0: course. yes. Just yeah. to explain yeah. to everyone that can't see us. Yes. So if you make a, uh, you put your hand out, If you point, yeah, you point like you have a gun. Correct. The three bottom fingers are pointing back at you. Okay, I get that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like it's a self thing. It's not yes. their problem. It's you're the one with it with the issue. Yeah. So again, coming back to our, if you want to change the world, change yourself. So it's really, um, I guess the book was part of that. Um, coming into your office, Sam, you've got a beautiful old kind of Ferrari sitting there and there's a number on that car and we talked about it before the show. So for me, there's a number on that car that has been following me around like a plague. Like I see this number between 15 to 20 times a day and I can't, I'm like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And um, I realized that it's a guide for me to just keep going, you're on the right move. And that number is 1717. I was born on the 17th of By July. By the way, yeah.
0: uh, Barry's referring to a toy car. <laughs> not, a, not a real Ferrari.
1: <laughs> One day it probably will be for Sam, but it's a toy
0: Ferrari in the corner of the desk there. Yeah, that's beautiful. So you're saying there are signs, uh, there there are there are signs yeah. on our paths.
1: Yeah, but we've got to be open. Like... Mm, the noticing, yes, not, not in
0: distracted mode, not
1: yeah. not distracted. And th- this is, I guess, the biggest um, obstacle we face in the business world: is we think that if it's all left brain thinking, if it's all logical based thinking, that it has to equal, it has to equal success, right? Yeah. And I know so many people that think like that, and Sam, they're miserable like deep down, they've got the money, they've got the success, their friends and family have, you know, they they recognise that they've got the monetary success. But there is a hole that they can't quite explain what it is that they are missing because from a materialistic point of view, everything's ticked, everything's done. The holidays can be anywhere, the house, people, friends, family, Christmas parties. And that missing element is fulfilment. And that cannot come from looking for the dollars. That's got to come from being of service to other people without expecting, I guess, a return quid pro quo agenda coming back. So you've just got to say, I'm a being of kindness. And the universe then says, well, then if you're going to be that, well, then you're going to attract that. So how may I be kind to you? And this has been my experience over and over. And I know there'll be a lot of people out there going, I don't understand what Barry's saying. But if you can open your soul up to just understanding a very, very simple concept, which is you will always receive back what your subconscious mind believes to be true. So this is like a, for me, this was like, it floored me. The goosebumps come all over me. When you finally understand that when you subconsciously believe something, like in not as a logical brain, left brain, oh, this is a truism. Like in your heart, I know that that's true. Really. I know that that's true. And quantum physics supports this. Einstein supports this. He called it spooky action at a distance. Um, If you Google it, please, it's actually amazing. But... you, the, the subconscious mind must show you the physical representation of your belief. So yes. for example, if you go out on the road and you tell me you're the kind of person that always gets cut off in traffic. Barry, I always get cut off and everyone gives me the middle finger and I hate it. And every and look, today it happened twice, you know, that, and, they, and they bring evidence in to support what they're saying. They're setting up an expectation. And what does life, life goes cut off, traffic, you must want more. So then they, they, and as they're driving home today, they'll get cut off and they'll go, see, I told you, I told you. It's because the subconscious mind believes that they will consistently be cut off. Him. Same with love. So I always attract the wrong partner. I always attract the wrong partner. Business. I keep investing and it doesn't work. I keep throwing my money out. I've got that mortgage, the house, and and mm. and you're in a state of mind of repetition.
0: So it's a state of poverty consciousness, absolutely. what you describe, absolutely, uh, or versus abundance, correct. Uh, and that's a common theme with a lot of people, whether they talk about nutrition, work performance, mm. Um, mm. you know, sleep, diet, whatever. It always comes back, and that's why. Upgrade Your Life, uh, our next Upgrade Your Life, the theme is vision, and it's 2020 vision yeah, because uh, of the year tw- <laughs> Great. That's a great theme. Well, because uh, a lot of people, you know, mistake vision for having goals, mm. but vision is also about having clarity. Yeah. And uh, you can only have clarity when you uh, know how to use your creative imagination. Correct. And um, that's what you're all about. I mean, you're about using your creative imagination, taking control – the conscious control of that which is another um, uh, foundational principle for us at a higher branch and that is you know this we call it the circle of conscious living mm. you know living in a conscious state so you are uh, consciously making decisions uh, and that's the only way you can reprogram these old beliefs that mm. get Gets passed down from generation to generation. Uh, I'm from Mediterranean uh, descent, as you are. Yeah. And um, science shows that uh, in that region there is a, a gene that gets passed down, which uh, leads to constant worry. You know, we just worry about I stuff. I did not know that, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's incredible. So you know, we're wired just to worry about things and Even preempt if things. They're not kind of that
1: important. <laughs> Let's just worry
0: for the sake of worry. Well, yeah. I mean, we all have those parents mm. that just worried. Right yeah. about yeah. everything. I yeah. have one of those mountains. Right, I've got one too. And you and you pass that on yeah. because it's like then it, uh, it transfers to having when you have kids. It's like oh, don't fall. You know, watch that. Don't do that. Don't yeah. climb that. Yeah. You're worrying, and then yeah. you're teaching your kids yeah. the energy transference. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, so you're passing on that belief system. But yeah, look, it's an interesting concept, and I know a lot of you because a lot of our um, listeners, you know, the corporate types yes. and yes. Uh, very black and white. Yes, you know, I completely very, uh, understand. Uh, it. Non-abstract. All yes. right. So these. So we want to do this topic justice and make it as accessible to you without getting too airy fairy. And look, trust me, I'm a very practical, pragmatic person anyway. So we want you to have some key takeaways from th- this concept of using c- your creative imagination and the, the law of attraction. And y- you have a, a program, Barry, called uh, Is it the power of positivity club yeah. uh, which we'll talk about towards the, uh, the end and mm. you know in the first newsletter you sent out it was uh, it's called the power of imagination but just getting back to, to your book i want to uh, just talk about some of the secrets uh, Yes. the master secrets what would you like to know tell okay me. <laughs> now so there's 5 out of 11 okay the, uh, there's 5 that intrigue me and i think it will intrigue a lot of people and one you say that uh, no firm uh, murphy's law visits everyone and th- that is a beautiful a principle because Murphy's Law, by very nature, makes people feel uh, like victims. Correct. Makes people, you know, have a pity party because they say, well, I must be unique. This yes. has happened to me. It's Murphy's Law. But it happens to everyone. And that's a, you've taken a negative thing and you flipped it <laughs> into a positive, which yeah. means, like, get over yourself and you're not that unique. So whatever's happening to you is most definitely happening to a lot of people in this world. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about that master secret? What key
1: takeaway, you know, can we take uh, from mm. that? I guess um, with Murphy's Law, um, and with, there's a lot of laws out there, but for me, the one that governs them all is is the attraction-based law, because we will be living whatever we believe to be true. So Murphy's Law comes underneath that, in the sense that if I go out in the car park now, same, and I start my car, Murphy will be waiting for me in the car park. You know, she'll be there going, Barry, I'm going to block you in or it'll be someone scratched my car or it'll be someone, whatever, whatever. Yes, and I'm like, yes. see, I, I knew I shouldn't have parked my car there and all of a sudden I get into a state of consciousness um, that, that brings about Murphy to keep um, showing up. Yeah, so for you me, explain Murphy's law for something. So, so yeah. Murphy's law for those of us that that don't know um, is uh, if the worst scenario, possible scenario can go wrong, it will. Okay, right. So that's essentially what what Murphy's law is, and really, and this is where it gets really kind of a bit kooky because if you believe in Murphy's yes. law, you are bringing about a self fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. You're going full circle. You're going, I told you Murphy's Law is real, Barry. There it is. Now, some people live outside of Murphy's Law, but it's important to mention in the book because most of us are living in the world of Murphy, if you want to call it that. So for me, I start to think of if something bad has happened to me or my family, I look at it and I think, could I have attracted this, albeit on a subconscious level, Mm. without even knowing it? And I go back and look at my thoughts for the past two, three weeks, and I'm like, hell yeah, you know, because I haven't been in a miracle enlightened space in that time. So it's almost like life showing me the example of what I believe to be true. The takeaway I would give for Murphy's Law is take the wind out of its sails and, and go, well, if bad stuff happens, how can I build resilience so that it doesn't happen again? Great little story, Sam. I don't know if you're aware, but you know in the 1800s when they built the horse and cart, right, the wheels Mm -hmm. of the actual timber of the horse and cart, they weren't built from the trees inside the forest. They were built from the trees on the outside because those trees took the brunt of the storms. And the wind, there were stronger trees. So every time they took the trees from the middle, the wagon wheel would last six months. Every time they took the trees from the outside, it'll be two or three year wagon. A wheel would, would last that long. And as you start to know, let's say, for example, Murphy's Law is the trees inside. You keep using those trees inside. You don't know why these trees aren't lasting. And you go, I don't know what's going on here. The guy who's building these trees is making a fortune because he just keeps building the same timber. But you've got to get to a level where you've got to start to think differently. The forest is there. I'm going to use the trees on the outside. Murphy's Law is there. But you know what? I'm going to see how I can build some sort of resilience eventually. Murphy's law won't matter to you. You'll just you'll just bop along your path, and there'll be a few speed humps, but it won't bring you down as much as it once did. I love that
0: because it's uh, uh, completely aligned with one of our principles when it comes to emotional uh, health, and which is why we have David Goggins speaking at our. Can't wait event. to see David because he goes out of his way to seek Murphy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm
1: looking for you. (laughs) And it's
0: also aligned with a principle that I write about in my book, A Higher Branch, where Mm. I say when bad stuff happens to you, that is your opportunity. Yeah. To show greatness. That is your opportunity to show courage. If you didn't have that obstacle. Yeah. Yeah there's no uh, room for you to grow. Correct. There's no growth there. Correct. There's no growth in the comfort zone. So every time I get an obstacle, I always ask myself, uh, is, okay, how can I grow from this? What lesson is you know the universe of God teaching me? Yes. You know, yes. What is he toughening me up for? Yeah. So I see it as an opportunity, not to whinge about it, but to embrace it and say, wow, I've got an opportunity to show courage. And out of that, you know, I'll become a good example for my friends, for my kids, you know, yeah. for my partner, uh, for my colleagues, whatever yeah. that is. So I love that alignment between what you said, what yeah. David Goggins stand for, Absolutely. and it just reminded me what I wrote in a higher <laughs> in a, the book, higher branch. So let's move on to another mm. one of your master mm. secrets, and I, I love this book. I, I haven't Thank done you, a Steve. deep dive, but I did a Jim Quick speed read. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm time poor these days. No problem. And, um, and the other master secret is know the conditions are never going to be perfect. And I love this, and I'm going to let you explain it.
1: Because I think uh, most people that, say, decide to take a leap of faith in business, Sam, yeah. or a relationship, they are waiting for perfect conditions. They're waiting for blue sky, sunshine, 23 degrees Yes. to leap. Yep. Right. Here's the freaky thing. When that day comes, you still stay in your safe zone. So let's just take – it's, now. it's not even about the perfect scenario. <laughs> no, that's just an excuse, it's right? an excuse, yeah. Right. So then you think to yourself, my belief is if you've been given an idea, yes. if you've been given insight into something that can elevate your thinking or your family's financial position or whatever it is, I believe that the timing is perfect because mm. it, you wouldn't have received it that day If it wasn't. I love that. Yes. So if it didn't come to you yesterday and it didn't come to you on Thursday, it came to you now.
0: So it's like if you are a believer, I'm a Christian, I I believe in God. Yes. It's like. God tapping you on the shoulder now and you're, you're saying, ready. no, no, just go away. I'm yeah, not ready. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you say, well, I might t- I'll might i go on to someone else and tap them on the shoulder yeah, if they're not ready.
1: Yeah, abso- 100 And that's So what whether you're about.
0: starting a business, uh, thinking about entering a relationship, friendship, reading a book, yes. starting an exercise routine, starting a
1: diet, If you get that metaphorical tap, go for it. Like, listen to it. And just uh, like what I, let's say, for example, you get the tap on your shoulder and you say to yourself, you know, I've been working for someone for so long. I reckon I could have my own little firm and I don't know how it's going to work out. And I don't know who's going to work for me. And I don't even know if I'm going to be successful at it. But I've had this thing in my mind, this spark that I've always wanted to do it. And let's just say one day you have a conversation with Barry or Sam or the person down the street, the petrol station assistant, right? Yeah. And the scenario comes up where you are exposed to that idea. That's a tap on the shoulder. Oh, that's funny. And we would call those coincidences. I- that's great. I'm glad you said that because my question was how
0: do people know when they get that? Talent?
1: Yeah, that, absolutely. So, so that's um, one
0: example. Can you give us any other?
1: Uh, well, uh, uh, let me have a think now so you've put me <laughs> on the spot. Um, so for me, uh, all right, to give you an example, when I wrote the book, yes, um, I was at, and it's not far from here actually, it's the Macquarie Cemetery at Right. I know it's the there. one. Yeah yeah. 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 So I was early for an appointment and this is probably the biggest tap on my shoulder that I've ever had. It's a morbid place to write a book. But no, no? It's, it's actually the richest. <laughs> Okay. Because what yeah. you see in the graves, what I saw, Sam, was unused gifts, unused talents, yes. early deaths, people that didn't say I love you, kids in that yeah. a really sad place. If you go to the kids part, in that cemetery it breaks your heart. But I look at it and my epiphany came and hit no accidents. I was on my way to an appointment in Delhi Road. I get, a, I get a call saying, Barry, I'm running late. Can you delay me an hour? And I'm yes. like, no problem. Sam, the car steered itself into this cemetery. It's the best way I can describe. I don't know anyone that's buried there. So why wouldn't I go to a cafe or kill some time on the side of the road? I went into this cemetery. And as I was walking along the grave tombs, this is how the book came about. I don't care how crazy this sounds because every word of it is true. I heard three words, subconsciously, consciously, I don't care how you want to describe it. And those three words I didn't quite understand. So I dismissed it as nonsense, like we always do with the first tap on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Then I went to bed that night and I woke up at 3 a.m. And those three words were, by the way, live your life. And it... (laughs) Not it's not a brain kind of expanding. um, No, but that is beautiful in the context of a cemetery surrounded by people. Right, right. I'm glad you actually get that because I don't know a lot of people (laughs) become like Barry. That's not a revelation. Live your life. We're all living our lives. (laughs) And as I woke up at 3 a.m. and thinking that it's just nonsense, I woke up and the word "your" was burning or highlighting in my dream, and I'm like, I get it. Live your life. And what do you love to do? And I'm like, I'm in the shoe business. Uh, I get a bit of satisfaction from that, but I really want to change lives and I don't know how to begin. So here here the story goes, between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m., I'm just going to write. And I don't know what I'm going to write about, but I'm inspired. And I, this is what I be saying in my newsletter, my monthly newsletter. we got to get to a place of inspiration to make decisions. You can't make inspiration decisions out of fear. Most of us are used to doing that. It's it's become habitual that crap, we need to pay the mortgage. Yes. We need to work. Yes. And that's a fear-based decision. But if you actually went out there and loved what you did, find what you loved, you'd be making a lot more than just paying the mortgage. Absolutely. Yep. So just find the love and the fear-based decisions and then try to skew yourself towards love. Well, that's what I try to do anyway. So
0: the next secret is, and I love this, we must operate out of our imagination as well as our memory. Because most of us look at yesterday and
1: use that as the basis of tomorrow.
0: Correct. A lot of people, I, I say this jokingly to a few of my friends who yeah. listen to old music. I yeah. say, you're living in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, that's yeah. a bit of a tangent. But uh, you t- can you tell us a little bit then yeah. how do we go from living in our, in our memory to living in, in our imagination? Because imagination? one is past and the other yeah. one is future.
1: And, and, yeah. and to, to give memory a bit more muscle, um, memory has happened. It's real. You know, like that thing did happen. Barry, that person cut me off. That I lost that money. It's a physical, it's a real thing. Yeah. And as you keep telling the same story of how bad you've had it, you're more or less setting up blockages for your imagination. Now, the way I look at it, and it's in our newsletter in, in issue one, I look at imagination, Sam, and let's say, for example, and financial goals is probably the easiest thing to relate to, and it's what most people are working so hard for—financial mm-hmm. freedom. Let's say, for example, one person says, um, "I'm worth a million dollars a year." Yes. And then the other person says, "Well, Barry, that's a stupid statement, and I'm worth sixty, 000, seventy thousand dollars a year, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm worth, right?" Um, both statements are true. Are there people out there that are earning a million dollars a year as an income? Uh, Yes. Do they work hard like I do? Uh, Probably not. They've probably got a little bit more leisure time actually because they've set themselves up. Um, Okay. So there are people out there doing it and the scenario exists in the world right now. So what you're looking for, Sam, is not the actual million dollars a year. You're looking for the feeling Of the million dollars a year. Correct. So so that feeling, that vibration, that frequency exists. So all you have to do, and this is the easiest thing in the world, but it's hard if you've got a lot of baggage from the past. You've got to understand that you sit there and you go, if it's possible for someone else, then why isn't it possible for me? And you might say, well, Barry, they've got lucky situations. They've won lotto. They've had an inheritance. They've got a successful business or whatever it is. Before all that happened, they thought it was possible. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, yep. It's a possibility. And then life goes, okay, so if you believe in your subconscious mind that that's a possibility, I'm going to show you the physical representation. You get a phone call or start a business, winning lotto, it could happen in any. And this is the thing, don't uh, block how it'll come. It could come from a thousand different ways. If you're sitting there, Barry, and saying, oh, I've got a car dealership and the only way I can make that income is if I have five car dealerships and blah, blah, and you start justifying. You don't know, and it's frankly none of our business, how that income comes into our life. Because life's got a million ways to bring it to you. Yes. But what you're saying is I'm open to it. I'm open to However it comes and whoever it comes through, if it's a book sale, uh, if it's a talk, if it's a job, it's not your business how it happens. The fact is that it happens. So I think where most of us get caught is they go, well, Barry, how? How is it gonna happen? I wanna know how, because my whole life goes around how? How am I gonna get the kids to school on time? What's for dinner? How are the mortgage repayments gonna get you? Oh, how much, how much tax are we paying this year? Oh my God, how much tax are we paying this year? And, and then you think, and you go, how, how, how? And our brain is wired to figure out how. What life is saying is, leave the how to me. You just let me know what you want. It's like going to a beautiful restaurant, and go to the chef and go, well, hang on, I ordered this meal, but how are you going to make it? <laughs> chef goes, leave it to me. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Sit me down. I want you to sit. I want to sit in the kitchen. Yeah. I want to sit next. and I want to show, I want to, how do you cook that veg? I want to see how. You don't do that. You go and you order a beautiful meal and you see it on the menu. Oh, that's a $35, $40, $50, whatever it is. I'm going to order that. I feel like that. And you leave it up to the chef yes. to orchestrate the materials and his experience. Mm-hmm. It's the same with life. You've just got to go, I want that. I really desire that. You know what? I'm not going to block it with doubt or sabotage. I'm just going to say, I'm going to leave it to you, world, source, life, God, whatever you want to call it out there. I'm going to leave it to you to bring it to me. Yes. And I'm not going to block it and say, I'm sorry I'm talking for so long, but I get really passionate about No, this. no, please don't apologize. That's why people are listening. <laughs> um, I, I believe the biggest problem we face is not so much that we desire It's that we doubt after the desire. And the doubt is a more potent emotion than the desire itself. So, for example, if you say, I want to drive that car, but you know what? Who am I to want that car? I mean, I've never, my family, you know, we're steak eaters. We've never driven a car like that, for example, right? We don't, we don't drive. But I think to myself, if you say, I really want to, I want to drive that car. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to get confused with the how. I'm just going to let it come the way it's going to come. I'm not going to doubt it because other people are driving it. So it's real. It's not in my imagination, it's real. So you think, okay, if it's real, then it's possible. If it's possible, it's probable. But don't sabotage it with doubt. Don't sit there and say, but Barry, if I can't figure out the how, it's never going to happen. Because as soon as you say that, you sabotage any well-meaning desire that you've placed. So that's, and I guess I might be getting a bit esoteric and a bit um, fluffy for a lot of people out there. But once you understand this stuff, you snap out of the zombie state of Monday to Friday, working for wages, working for the money, 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 living. And you start to realize there's a bigger game. And the bigger game is actually growth, like consciousness growth, which is what a higher branch is all about, like higher consciousness growth. And if you ask all the mystics, you know, like Gandhi, you know, like he wasn't a rich man, but he stood for something and he inspired a nation. Like, so it's all about inspiring higher consciousness and the world is heading that way. We just have to let it inside our consciousness and get out of the newspapers every so often. And in the news, I don't watch the news. I don't know if you do, Sam. No, I don't, know. I get depressed, eh? seriously. It doesn't help
0: me. I don't get depressed, but uh, it puts me outside of that zone. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it puts you in a fear state and you track what you fear and, um, yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's... that's um
0: yeah, that's so uh, that's completely beautiful. Mm. I, I love that. Now, before I get on to the next master secret, um, so obviously the last one we discussed is about uh, using your creative imagination mm. uh, rather than living in your memory. What? Why do adults lose? I mean, we have that creative imagination when we're children, right? Mm. Why do adults lose
1: that? Failure. Failure slaps it out mm. of us. Like, and we go... But failure should be building us as well it should be like that's the intent like it's intended but you know i I believe that there are no negative emotions what there are are tainted good emotions like if you look at anger do you know what anger is for me it's disappointed love love Mm. that's been disappointed is anger So, so if you look at never heard that yeah, well, if, if you kind of yeah. after our podcast and if you want to kind of mull on it, I, it, took me a, it took me a good 20 minutes to actually get my head around that. Um, and it actually came from an Eagles song. Like a literal, a Don Henley sang this song and I got goosebumps because he actually sang this song and he says, what if this anger was just love disappointed? And it's so true because it it's, there are all these good emotions. The way our society is structured is we, we're kind of adding a little bit of ink drops to all these beautiful clean glasses of water and the water is now blue. We can't drink it. So anger, negativity, jealousy, frustration. um, Fear. Fear. And and the problem with fear and failure, especially fear, Sam, I believe it disguises itself. Fear comes with a cloak saying, I'm being practical. Barry, Barry, I'm being practical. I'm being realistic. Being realistic here. Mm. Underneath that realism... Are that realistic? And my friends are also agreeing with me. I've asked my few, four, five close friends and they're all saying the same thing that I should be. Just calm down and just stay yes. the course and don't, don't reach for that business. Just just it's trying times right now, you know? We've got presidents in America that might be impeached. We've got China, we've got all these problems. Why would you want to quit your job and start a business? Are you crazy? So that yeah. sets in the mind and you think you're right. But that tap on the shoulder then gets ignored and fear and failure. So kids have it because kids live in the now. Kids don't care. Well, my two and a half, I got two and a half year old girl, little Gracie, and she took her first steps at around nine months. And you know what, Sam, we have the um, the lounge and the coffee table about five, about two meters away. And she was wobbling on her feet. She couldn't walk yet. Stupid us. We walked watching television and she was in front of us on the carpet. And um, we looked at her on the lounge, just holding up against the lounge. And then we looked at the television and then we looked back at her and she was at the coffee table. And I just said to Lana, did we just miss her first steps? Mm. And it broke my heart, but it taught me a lesson, which was kids look at where they want to go and they just go, I want to be at the coffee table. How do I get there? Their mind sends a signal to the feet, to the legs, and they just kind of one in front of the other. An adult in that situation Will say, hey, if I don't know how this is going to happen, I'm not taking that leap. I'll, the couch is really, really comfy and it'll stand and I can look around. <laughs> I can do my little nappy thing here. And is- it, right. But kids just go, that's where I want to be. Um, don't overthink it. And the body just takes you there. The mind. The memories in the body, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. So then, what? what, what so let's take that metaphorical example and let's say you're at a job and you want to start your own business. And if you can't figure out the how, you won't do it. If you oh you can figure out the first few steps, but if you don't have 10, 15 steps lined up like then and if that fails, I'll do that. And if that fails, all these contingency plans. I guarantee you, plan B's always get activated because you're putting effort into plan B.
0: You know, there's a lot of people listening at the moment and saying, But hang on, you know, you've got to have a business plan, you've got to yeah. map things out if you don't Absolutely. have a if you don't have a plan, you know, for success, you're planning for failure if you don't yeah. have a plan. But I gotta say, like my business is successful. I felt my way through this business. I did not have a business plan. I'm so grateful we have over 300 people working for us uh, now, incredible clients, and people are shocked when I tell them I didn't have a plan.
1: So how did you do it? you, you, You said you felt your way through it. I felt because I kept
0: answering that metaphorical tap on the shoulder. I kept noticing the people that were uh, sent to me, the the signs, the doors that were opening. Don't get me wrong, you yeah. still have to take action. You do. Aligned action. Aligned action, correct. And that's, that's I felt my way through. And uh, I focused uh, completely on the customer experience. And then that was the centre of my focus and uh, everything was in eccentric circles outside of that. Right. So, okay, we need to develop a system. We need to have empowered staff. We we need to have these computers, these chairs, whatever it is. Yeah. The how just, you know, the catalogue for the office furniture just appeared. You know, like the, uh, as I said, the phone call just came. Uh, the, uh, the the right job applicant emerged, right? You know, our business was built by brilliant people that, it came into our yeah. business, yeah, yeah. right now. I did not control that who came into my business. Something did. I didn't. So that's the how you're talking about. I wasn't yes. occupied. I wasn't preoccupied with the how. I had had this passionate, intense yeah. love for what I wanted, and then
1: the people just appeared, as I Correct. said, and uh, and that's the universe talking. Well, it is. And if you take the analogy again, I love using driving analogies and nature analogies. But you know, when you're driving your car at night. How far down the road can you see? If if you're on a black road, there's no lights. so You just have your headlights on in your car. You cannot see five kilometres ahead. All you see is the next 10 metres. Yes. Right. And you've got faith and trust that if you go those 10 metres, it'll be another 10 metres. You're travelling now at 100 kilometres an hour, your 10 metres are coming pretty quick, right? So life's the same. It's like climbing a set of stairs and going, well, there's 30 stairs here, I've got to climb these stairs. You don't look at step 29 and go, how am I going to get there? You're on step three. So if you want to jump two at a time, you can jump two at a time. If you want to go one at a time, you can jump one at a time. But you just have to make an Oprah Winfrey said this. She said, you just got to look at the next right move. If the next right move is a business plan, then that's your next right move. If your next right move is, I wonder how we can find the greatest talent for our team that are aligned with our culture. I wonder who that is. I want to toy with that. I wonder, you know what? I believe that they're out there and I believe that they're looking for our business just as much as we're looking for them. I reckon that that's a truism. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden you got lucky, Sam, because Sam, you just got lucky. You just got the right people. It wasn't luck. You've set up A scenario where the right person says, I'd really like to work for your business. How do I make that possible?
0: And that goes for clients, that goes for relationships. Correct. You feel the energy in the room click between you. Sometimes when you go into, uh, like we pitch for clients all the time and you go in and think, we tick all the boxes, they tick all the boxes. This is a relationship that should work, but you feel that this isn't the right relationship. And you can't force it. No. Whether it's a new friend at the bar or, uh, you know, if you're single, the new partner yeah. or the new client. You gotta listen to that Correct. and not try and force it, not Correct. try and control the outcomes. Yeah. And it comes back to how you define your wealth. I love what you said earlier about Gandhi because mm. he was wealthy beyond mm. measure because mm he lived true to he, uh, what drove him, right? So that was his wealth. If you are a parent that loves raising children and you get the privilege of raising children and the gift of children, that is your wealth, you know, if you're an entrepreneur who wants to make a difference, mm. you, know, you know, in finance industry or real estate or whatever, mm. and you get that privilege of making that difference by creating the latest software uh, or changing processes or implementing new, um, you know, new reforms, you've achieved that, that is your wealth. You know, Steve Jobs, mm. and I haven't mentioned him in so long may he rest in peace you know you never knew how much he was worth he was driven by the the single objective of taking you know an mp3 player and making it so easy to use and he was just so happy every time that's why people flocked to his energy because when he yeah. gave those presentations you could see that this isn't the guy who's looking at his PE ratios and no. you know return to his shareholders in fact they made a 1.2 billion dollar loss the year before is that right they released the iPhone right. and then after the the iPod, iPod started taking off then the iPhone and then they I forget the profit figure but they completely reversed it the next year and he was never spending time with the bean crunchers. Oh, Mm. we turned it around. That's good for you. Yeah, it's good for you. That's not what drove me. That's not what woke me up. What drove me was to redesign this player, to have a camera, a phone, you know, everything in a smart device. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. So that was his wealth. So if you're listening to this right now, please don't define your wealth in just material terms. If, if money's super important to you and that's how you want to define your wealth, that's fine too. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. But don't feel bad if that, that isn't what's your driver. You know, I have a friend of mine who loves poker, right? Mm. Now, he's a wealthy guy, but you would never, ever know it because he just doesn't care how much money he has, but he loves playing poker. And his wealth comes from having the time to go to poker tournaments and
1: play poker. He must be good.
0: <laughs> he goes to tournaments. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Acceptable. Okay, that's what lights him up. Mm. So, if something lights you up, you've got to pursue that. Yeah. And um, I look. I'm not going to go into it, but in a previous podcast, I talked about how toxic thinking, toxic feelings, and toxic people, you know, can drain your energy. Huge. And uh, sometimes you do have to um, minimize your you know, impact to people who take you away from what lights you up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like we, we, we make it as a, as a couple, Lana and I, my wife and I, we make it a priority uh, not to cut people off, Sam, but, you know, just imagine yourself metaphorically just standing in a room with your closest, with your wife or your husband or your closest family and then you see people that perhaps might've been there all your life, but every time you hang with them, When you leave them, you feel drained. And that's our, uh, for Lana and I, when we drive home in the car, that's how we rate it. That's how we measure it. We go, now, do we, we just left Sam's place. We, how do we feel? Actually, I feel quite inspired. I feel light, I feel like anything's possible. I feel like we're here as creators, impacting the world to leave the world a better place than how we found it, not just for our kids, but for ourselves, like for us as well, not just for the next generation. And then if we leave somebody else's place, and um, and it doesn't have to be a word or a conversation. It's just pure energy, energy. Yeah. 100%. So you just leave them. And they might've had years and years of an abusive relationship or they might be down in the dumps financially. And that energy impacts on you as you're driving home. And you just, you scratch your head and you go, nothing was said that upset me, but I feel lousy and I don't know why. So if you start stepping away not saying I'm not calling them and say, hey, you got lousy energy, I'm not hanging around. I don't we don't do that. We just call less often yes. and we write less often. And they get the message and we gravitate more to people that make us feel good. That's the key. That's the key to building your empire. That's the key to building a successful marriage, friendships, feeling good. I wanna feel good. I wanna f- because when I'm feeling good, I give my best. And when I give my best, everyone around me benefits. Everyone beautifully benefits. Beautifully so said. Feel, feel like not think, feel. How do you? How does this person make you feel? Do you feel inspired by Sam? Do you feel inspired by me? Do you feel inspired by your wife? Do you feel inspired? And inspiration has to be consistent, absolutely. Or, or it's going to take you off your wagon.
0: I love that, and I that's aligned with one of the rules uh, that we teach to our community. And I, I I remind this to my kids all the time. Gravitate to tasks or people. That give you more energy than what they take, and you can feel that. Yeah. It's the, it's a simple maths. Did that interaction give me more energy or less energy? Less energy. If yeah. it's less, yes. then I take it to that next step. Okay, if that person has taken more energy. Sometimes that happens because it's a friend that you need to listen to. So mm. we're not contemplating mm. here that you just turn your back on people. On, 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 on people, people. That,
1: that need yeah. you. <laughs> and
0: and also, I mean, you might have a partner who, um, you know, they light up when they do a particular activity that doesn't light you up. It doesn't mean this is your cue to, <laughs> no, to uh,
1: leave. To leave. No. This
0: is your cue basically to live and let live, mm. to uh, have separate lives, but continuously support each other because Correct. a relationship especially isn't about, you've been completely aligned with everything you yeah you need the other person to have their own identity and you come together on common ground you do your love your kids your home but if one of you loves one thing and the other one doesn't, then, you know, you Actually, need to let that person pursue that. You do. And it's healthy. Like, it really is healthy. Yeah, it gives you more things to talk about.
1: Absolutely. And I think the distinction we're trying to make, Sam, is when someone does something that makes you feel bad about yourself, Yes, that's the cue for me. Like, if someone's – and it's, you know what kills? is family. Because sometimes family aren't in your corner. I don't know if you've ever had this well, experience. Well, it could
0: be it could be anyone. And if mm. people have a look at the, I think three podcasts ago, I mm. talk about the telltale signs of toxic people. Uh, but sorry, you were making a point. No, 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 go on. I just wanted to remind people, yeah, to listen to that. If you want to know what are the telltale signs of a toxic person, uh, because you, you need to know these things, otherwise you're going to be prejudging uh, unfairly uh, some people. And also remember that sometimes... These people are sent to you for you to make the change for them Correct. as well to be their light. So if they are indulging in self pity, tell them that. Mm. You know, I, I love David Goggins because he says, "Hey, you know, if someone, if you're fat, t- I'm tell yourself I'm fat. Mm. If you're, if you're lazy, tell yourself." And I think uh, this is one of the things that Dr. Jen Man's going to talk about at upgrade your life because we are so you know we praise our kids too much. You know, mm. and it's that fine balance of also. T- calling it out sometimes and saying, you're indulging in negative behavior. I don't like being around that. You need to sort yourself out. Call me when you have because, Mm -hmm. and if you need a hand in sorting yourself out, but I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to indulge in that. And I have this conversation even with friends of mine who will call me and because I'm a lawyer, they call me for advice, right? But as a lawyer, we only ever get to hit problems (laughs) and people are wallowing in that problem so much when they're telling you about it, they can't see the solution. And uh, so I say to them, listen, I'm not really interested in hearing more about this. What is your solution? How are you going to move on? Stop wallowing in this defeat or this misery. And I walk away and I disconnect from that energy. But I don't disconnect permanently because people do come around and it might be you send them quote or a book, mm. sometimes I'll send that person a gift, you
1: know, mm. so they can read that book. It's that book that they need Absolutely. to read Absolutely. to get out of that funk Absolutely, that they're in. It's so good that you see that, Sam, and I'm trying to see that as well because um, I can become a little bit um, quick to – When you're on this journey where you're on a very inspirational journey, it's like if you're on the road to fitness, right? And you look at nutrition as one of your main vehicles to getting there, to to fitness. When you start being exposed to fast food on the road to nutrition and feeling good while you're being nutritious. When you're exposed to false food, you kind of put your hand up every once in a while. So it's the same with negative people for me. Yes. When I surround myself with people like yourself and other people that um, in the industry, I look at it and I'm like, this feels nutritious. Yes. My soul is being fed right now. And my soul is like, this is what I'm talking about. This feeling that you're feeling right now. Do you want more of it? Stay on your path. And then I come in and see number 17 in your office, which is a signifier for me because this number just follows me everywhere. So we're we're looking at ourselves and I don't want you to block people out, but be sensitive to how much you absorb. And what you can manage as well, because
0: if you feel yourself being defeated by that energy, their energy is drowning yours out. That's your cue to leave. Spot on. That's- uh, Yeah.
1: There's always an exchange of energy. I keep saying if if you go to a shopping center, see two people talking. There's always an invisible exchange. Even in a business meeting, there's an absolutely over the boardroom table. There's an exchange of energy, and that the other side will leave a little bit more like you, and you'll leave a little bit more like them. So if both people are inspirational, you're both going to rise. But if one's from a place of let's negotiate hard and let's go hard and let's let's get let's win let's win let's win, then that overclouding energy, although it feels good from a business point of view, we're going to get more money and whatever it does, but it also does you a disservice in the long run because then you'll set up an expectation for people to be like that with you. Yes. And then you're in this constant state of fighting, fighting for this fight. Barry, I've got to fight for what I want. I've got to, how often have you heard it? I've got to fight. I've got to fight hard. I've got to fight. Yeah, you are because that's what you're attracting in your life because you fight hard and you want more than your fair share and, and that ambition is admirable and I like it. But then don't expect it to come it's gonna come back the other way. Yes. Sooner yes. or later. <laughs> and you'll probably come up against Goliath one day as well, or someone that wants it more than you. And then you'll you get 60 you'll become 1670 one day Sam and you'll say, I'm tired. I've been fighting my whole life for what? Because I want to be better than the other person. They're on their own journey and they're here to discover their higher consciousness. And I'm sitting there comparing. Like, So you get to a level in your life where you understand that life's all about your internal growth and that is it. And the money will come and go and the relationships will come and go and you'll come and go. You get to the end of your life and you go, did I help people? Yes. Did I grow? Hell yes. Was there some sad times? Yeah. Was there some good times? Absolutely. But you get to the But I'm, I'm wiser today than where I was yesterday. I love
0: that. Yeah. And two of those things you mentioned, am I helping others? Yes. Am I growing? Yes. And they're two of the elements of our power of eight model or the eight areas of life. Yeah, so mm. contribution uh, charity is one of those circles. Mm. Uh, so if you go on a higherbranch.com, you'll see our model there, mm. and that is the what you need to focus on in life to give you completeness to mm. be to be a whole human being. And a lot of people leave out charity, and that's exactly what Barry was talking about. And that is charity stands for contribution. I don't mean just making donating. Charity is listening to someone. You know uh, the difference you're making if you're a CEO of a company that's helping customers. That's your contribution. And uh, if you ignore that element, then you really reduce your uh, happiness or your life force by that Mm. one element. Now the second one you mentioned is growth. Um, The only way to grow is through constant learning. Correct. Uh, And not just from books, from from others. So I'm learning from you, you're learning from me. Um, you know people listening to this podcast are learning that's growth and those two elements are super important um, you know in the eight areas of uh, life and i just want to remind people because i always come back to my model uh, of uh, for living and it's a beautiful framework that always keeps me whole and focused on what really matters so i don't uh, start neglecting parts of my life because when I feel like I'm working too hard neglecting my you know uh, area of friendship mm. or my learning I haven't listened to a, an audio book or read a book or you know spoken to a person like yourself I can feel myself stagnating and then mm. that keeps me coming back and saying okay which areas in my life am I neglecting and I love those two areas that you you mentioned and um so the, our next um Number four, Master Secret. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll have to keep it rolling. Cause, Let's do uh, it, please. We're yes. at the uh, one hour mark, and uh, a lot of people don't commute that long, so <laughs> <laughs> we apologise it's taking us. long. But this is incredible stuff that Barry's downloading, and I'm absolutely loving it. I, I record these podcasts for my enjoyment as well as as well as uh, you know uh, educating our our community and sharing, and it's a spirit of sharing. But I think the next Master Secret is one that we've I think we've already shared and it says this, know where your inspiration lies for refueling your tank. And is that what we were talking about earlier, refueling our tank with people that surround us? You know, it's inspiring people. That's what fuels our tank. Yes. Have we covered that or we is have, there more but, for you to- No, uh, it's- it's it just Because I'd Sam. love to get onto the last one, which is my favourite Okay, okay.
1: I'll, I'll be very quick um, because I get it that people also have other lives apart from just listening to you and I talk. But um, <laughs> inspiration um, has to be, for me, when I speak about it in the book in this instance, it's about a very personal- inspirational resource. So not so much people or um, it's, it's more about you. So I've got a place near my place um, and it's a beautiful uh, tree-lined creek area where kids go to play. And if I go there at five, four, 4.35 in the morning after the gym, I actually feel that I am the closest to source energy. I could go to a church and not feel as close. I feel like God is in nature for me. And when I'm there and I look up at the leaves and the trees and you touch a tree that's probably going to be here after you go, you start to get an appreciation that you are really small and that you are wasting your time if you don't play a bigger game. Like you're only here for a little flickle of – like a fickle of time. Yes. And um, most people live in this agonizing um, mediocrity of normality and they make it Okay. So inspiration is what takes us out of that and goes, what do you like? And Dr. Wayne Dyer, one of my favorite authors who passed away 41 books. I don't know if you've ever researched him, Sam, but he talks about motivation and inspiration. Motivation is when I motivate you to do something. Right? Like we will motivate customers. Oh, you gotta, you gotta be this and you gotta be that. Inspiration is when an ID gets a hold of you and it's a tap on the shoulder. It's how you started your business and how I'm starting what I'm doing. And it's that you're meant for a higher purpose. You're meant for something bigger. You need to inspire people. You, people need to hear this stuff. They need to absorb it and make better life choices. That's the inspiration that I get. So I go to this place every day, five days a week, not seven, and I, I have an appreciation for life. And there's a movie that I love with um, – it's called Hook with uh, Peter Pan. Yeah, movie Rob, on Peter, Robin Williams. Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. And I ask – the first question I ask at my seminars is, what makes Peter Pan fly? and everyone doesn't know. I don't know if you know Sam. What makes Peter Pan I don't, fly? I don't. Well, everyone says it's the fairy dust and it's the twinkle of yes. um, of what's her name the little fairy played by Julia Roberts um uh, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Oh, it's a yeah. fairy stuff, it's not. What makes Peter Pan fly is happy thoughts. Think about it. What we teach our kids this. Happy thoughts make you fly. So think about the story we're telling and then we'll become 16, 17, 18, 20 and that all changes. So it's important to bring ourselves back to inspiration. Watch that movie again and you'll have a whole new take on life. I'll probably watch that movie once a month and I know it off by heart now. There's a scene in that movie as well where they've got this make-believe dinner table and there's no food in any of the cups. I don't know if you remember that scene. I haven't watched the movie, oh. actually, but I will watch it with my please, kids. Please, <laughs> and it's the inspirational part where all this food just magically appears. Yes. And it's 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 getting into the state of mind that if, Sam, you ta- you said earlier about you had the idea of what the foyer of your office would look like, right? You knew that. It was a thought that you made tangible. So everything from the chairs we're sitting on the people, to the desk,
0: even the people's faces and R- that specific, yeah. Like, for you. I pictured people in the office, comfortable, uh, feeling respected, uh, feeling like they're growing in this place, or coming to work smiling, interacting with clients on the phone with a smile on their face, mm. happy, everyone happy. I that's what I imagined. You imagined that, yeah. So then. Um, and that's what that's if you walk through our office, that's what I've you see. I've just seen it as I
1: walked through. I'm like, everyone's yeah. kind of smiling here. This mustn't be a law firm, because <laughs> you know, feeling out there for law firms is stressful and deadlines and hours build. And yeah. my wife's a lawyer. I know that yeah. I know the scenario, but it's kind of like it's stressful. Lana says, you make a mistake, it's okay. I make a mistake, I get sued. So there's a big difference in our world. <laughs> so I, I understand it, but this place just seems to have a beautiful sense of um, helping people. Which I think is at the core of what you're doing.
0: Yeah, our two values are empathy and humility. So it doesn't matter how brilliant you are, what yeah. marks you got at university. If you don't have uh, humility, and the two go hand in hand, because to ha- to have empathy, you need humility. You do, because you to put yourself in the person's shoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Shall we go on to the last? Let's go. Secret? Let's go.
1: Absolutely. No um, Before
0: I do, you mentioned yeah. that you mm-hmm. know nature feeds. Feeds you that inspiration and mm-hmm. f- gives you that fuel. Mm-hmm. Just want to remind people of the amazing podcast I recorded uh, last week with Mark Bunn. And we talk about we talk about breathing, but we also talk about forest bathing, okay, and how that's becoming you know a global thing now with associations, yeah, and how you can fuel your soul because you can try hard to fuel, or it happens effortlessly just by being surrounded in nature. So if you live uh, live um, in a city make time to go out to the country, especially on weekends. If you work in an office, there will be a park next to you please make the time to go out and eat out in sunshine and absorb that and uh, rebalance all your energies because realistically we are not wired to sit in an office at a chair in front of a computer all day. It just goes against, you know, hundreds and thousands of years of uh, evolution. Yeah, evolution. And when I say evolution, that does not mean I don't believe in creation, by the way. I believe both (laughs) of them are aligned. Anyway, let's get Mm. back. Let's get to the last master secret, and it's my favourite because this is how I've lived my life, and that is no you have to break the rules to get noticed.
1: Yeah. You really <laughs> No, do I don't well. mean
0: breaking the law. Don't but- break the law. <laughs> no, don't. But break the mold.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've got to be the mold breaker.
0: <laughs> this is what the latest generation is doing, right? Like you, if you look at all, uh, look, look at all these uh, tech labs, yeah.
1: you know, in Silicon Valley. They're yeah. they're run by people under the age of thirty, and they're just breaking the mold. They all are, but you know, you mentioned before, Sam, about Steve Jobs. Have yes. you seen the movie uh, Jobs? Ashton Kutcher. Plays? I have, yes. Right, you know the defining moment in that movie. It wasn't when he made it big or it was when he was in his father's garage and his father said something to him when he was designing the Mac which was neat inside and out yes i remember that right so most i'm getting goosebumps most people care about the neat outside yes but he's like no one's going to see the inside it's a motherboard like seriously like it's inside it's the, it's yeah. it's nothing like no but then you get to a level in your life where you go the inside always represents the outside. And it's true with our thoughts. The inside yeah. represents
0: the outside. And it's what we do when people are not around. We think that's Correct. the inside. But in fact, that's as important as the outside. Absolutely. And on that, on that, um, that story, I know that Steve uh, Jobs... Got his senior engineers to engrave their signature on every on the inside of every computer. Mm. When when he first implemented that rule, they thought he was crazy. Say, no one's ever
1: going to see this. No one's going to see it. And he said to them, "You're going to see it." Yeah. And. You know, yeah. it's funny, Mercedes-Benz in their AMGs, um, I've got one downstairs, and uh, there's a gentleman that, you know, because they're all hand-produced engines, Yes, and um, it's got Chris Braun on mine. Like, yeah. I don't know who Chris is, right? Yes. But um, it's almost like a... Um, I've seen that on yeah, engines. Yeah, on the engines. Beautifully like beautifully done. Yeah, I think Nissan do it with their GTR Godzilla mm, stupidly fast yeah. thing. And it's like, yeah, they're all handmade engines, and it's like you have a piece of ownership but also a piece of responsibility that you've created this awesome, whatever it is, Machine, if yes. a, in, in, in this example, that um, y- you should be very proud of because yes.
0: it takes a lot. I love that. That's just yeah. a nice touch. Isn't it? Really I think it's beautiful. Touch. Yes. I forgot that AMG did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Look, it's yeah. been. Absolutely awesome catching up with you, Barry. This is our second time together. By the way, I did get goosebumps at the same time. You did. Oh, good. <laughs> we good. are completely aligned. Good, good. And um, for everyone listening, thank you for uh, making the, the time uh, to listen to our content. We absolutely produce it with love and uh, at the same time respecting and honoring your time. So I hope we've done it justice um, this week. And Barry, I'd really like to do a deeper dive in some of these topics in the future. No and problem. hopefully you'll also um, be joining us as a speaker in 2021 because I think that's going to be an incredible themed event, um, just as incredible as the next one, 2020 Vision. So mm. 2021 is if I was 21 again, what would I do different? Mm. It's that notion of forever young. Yeah. And I believe that that um, that feeling of, you know, being... Um, young isn't doesn't come in pills or vitamins or it comes from the inside how you feel correct and Absolutely. that's why i'm really looking forward to this and i i think your your content is completely aligned with that thank you sir but Sam. um For those of you who are coming to Upgrade Your Life 2020, you will see Barry there and hopefully that you can get a chance to catch up with him. Thank you very much. Thank you again, Barry. Thanks for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. goodbye and live consciously, my friends.